What's up, PTB Nation? Welcome to episode 87 of Parking the Bus on Location. That's my little man, Romero, back there. You can wave, Romero. Say hi. hi. We are right outside of New York City. We are going to be headed to Yankee Stadium in just a little while. It's about 10 o'clock in the morning right now, but we have some exploring to do today, don't we, little man? Of course we do. <laughs> he said, of course we do. Not sure if you could hear him or not. This is my first time shooting on location, so please bear with me for a moment as I don't know uh, what. Here we go. Okay, hopefully this, this view is all right. Uh, we're going to talk Major League Soccer right now. There's a lot to talk about. Most of the games are taking place today. Two matches took place yesterday, but the biggest news in the league right now is not matches. The biggest news is the signing of one Gareth Bale to LAFC. The Athletic have done a fantastic job covering this. The guys over there, especially Paul Tenorio, all over it. Uh, they've got, you know, they understand the roster rules better than I do. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know all of the the uh, roster rules in Major League Soccer. I don't exactly, you know, understand everything. It's a very intricate, very complicated uh, situation. It's a very complicated dynamic when you uh, look at roster rules in Major League Soccer. Um, but Gareth Bale is coming not as a designated player, not this season at least. He is being he is he fits under the TAM designation, which is the total allocation money. Um, again, you need an accountant. Uh, you need a master's degree in accounting to fully understand Major League Soccer roster rules. But uh, what that really means, by in short, Giorgio Chiellini joins LAFC. Gareth Bale joins LAFC. Carlos Bela resigns. He extends with LAFC and they still got one more spot for a designated player. LAFC right now top of the Supporters' Shield standings, which means that they have to be the odds-on favorite to win the MLS Cup this season, although we know Major League Soccer, it's easier said than done. We know it's a playoff system. You have to win four matches in the postseason to be champion. Okay, if, uh, well, I, I stand corrected. If they win the Supporters' Shield, they would get the bye into the Western Conference semifinals, so they would have to win three one-off matches, all at home, that is, of course, um, to win the, the MLS Cup. It happens very rarely that the Supporter Shield winner wins the MLS Cup, so that remains to be seen, but that has to be the goal right now. I think this is a great signing for the league. I think this is a great signing for Gareth Bale because, um, and it's bad news for the United States national team, if you ask me, because we got to play Gareth Bale in Qatar when we get there. Uh, in the World Cup. That is the first match of the World Cup against Wales. And now you've just increased the chances of having a very informed Gareth Bale on the other side for that opening match. That will remain to be seen. I think he's going to be a success. I think this is going to be a lot like uh, Zlatan was at uh, at the Galaxy. Um, I think that uh, that Bale's time with the LAFC with with in Major League Soccer is going to look a lot like Ibra's time uh, in Major League Soccer as well. Um, but he's not the only big sign. We also got to talk about Lorenzo Insigne. You know about him, Romero? Yeah. Yeah. Lorenzo Insigne. He has joined Toronto FC, making, I think, somewhere around $10 million 
10 million dollars i don't have the numbers in front of me i'm not at home with my computer i'm shooting this on a cell phone um so i don't have all the facts with me but uh he is coming on a boatload of money um this is toronto's business model they spend well they they like italian players they have a giant italian canadian community in toronto that will respond well to that they have succeeded handsomely in the past when they brought in sebastian jovinko some years ago to who to my opinion is still maybe the best player that has ever played in major league soccer you know at the time he was in the league i think we still caught him in a portion of his prime um Gareth Bale could 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 surpass him depending how long he's here. There is an option for Gareth Bale to stay on for next season as well. He will then become a designated player if he stays on. Um, it's a it's a fun time. This is this does not make Major League Soccer a retirement league. Okay, I have to say that out front. I've said that before. Any league in the world, the Premier League would have been happy to sign Gareth Bale. Would that have made the Premier League a retirement league? Of course not. Had he gone to AC Milan and, or or to Inter or to Juventus, would that have made Serie A a retirement league? Of course not. If he had gone to to Cardiff, you know, if he had gone to Cardiff, he would also have uh, not made the the EP the EFL Championship a retirement league. Okay, and Major League Soccer beating out Cardiff for this signing is a big moment because i say this before if you don't believe this you should the efl championship is arguably the sixth best league in the world after the top five in europe and uh this was big for major league soccer so we'll see we're about a week away from when these guys are eligible the transfer window opens this week and i believe by next weekend they'll all be eligible to play that's insigne chiellini and bale among others okay um there have been signings made across the league, so this is gonna this is gonna be an interesting second half of the season that we get ready for. Uh, let's look at yesterday's scores real quickly, okay? At BMO Field, Toronto FC lose zero to two to Seattle Sounders, and some of the news coming out of this week as well regarding Seattle Sounders is that Major League Soccer will not allow them to wear their Concacaf Champions League winners badge on their jersey in major league soccer matches, which I think is deplorable, just to, to, for lack of a better word. Major league soccer has the champion of the confederation in their league, something that every, you know, that the league has wanted every club in this league to take seriously since its inception. We finally won. You finally have the champion in your midst. You're not going to let them wear that Scudetto, that badge, Right there on the front of the of the jersey. I think that that is absolutely horrible. I think that uh, they should be wearing it for the entire season, and they should actually wear it until someone else wins the Concacaf Champions League. They will be able to wear it at the World Club Cup, obviously, um, whenever that World Cup Club Cup takes place. Whether it's uh, I think it's I think it's penciled in for like February of 2023 uh, because it can't be in December. We got a World Cup to play then, so. Um, that that is the story with Seattle Sounders. The I'll give you the lineups in this one since there's only two matches to talk about yesterday. TFC comes out in a 4-4-2 for their manager Bob Bradley. Uh, he goes with uh, he goes with Quinton Westberg in goal. 
And across the back, the four across the back here, uh, he's got, uh, he goes with Thompson, Mavinga, Salcedo, and with Petrasso across the back in midfield, the double pivot of Jonathan Osorio and Michael Bradley, uh, notably the coach's son, a longtime U.S. international pairing up with the Canadian international. And uh, they have Pozuelo to the, to the right, and they have Jaden Nelson, the Canadian, to the left. And then in attack, uh, in attack, you have Ayo Akinola, and you have you have Jesus Jimenez, the Spaniard, starting for TFC for the Reds, uh, for the Concacaf champions, for the Seattle Sounders. Uh, Brian Schmitzer comes out in a three-four-three. Okay, the goalkeeper is Stefan Cleveland. Um, in place of Stefan Fry, he's got uh, Yamar Gomez as the left center back. He has Jackson Reagan as the center back, and he has Nohu Tolo as the left center back behind a four man uh, midfield. Okay, uh, Alex Roldan, the El Salvador international, plays wide on the right. Wide on the left is a Jimmy. Medranda, the Colombian, with Nicholas Lodero and with Danny Le Leva in the center of the park, playing behind the three attackers, playing behind Dylan Tevez, Leo Chu, and the ageless Freddy Montero, longtime Sounders uh, star, former sporting CP uh star, former Millonarios player, also did some time with the Vancouver Whitecaps as well. They are the three across the back and the Sounders sorry, the three across the front. And the Sounders get goals from Teles and from Montero uh, in the 39th and 60th respectively. Three points to the Sounders and they're starting to find their form now after that CONCACAF Champions League run. I saw them lift the crown but saw them drop a lot of points in Major League Soccer along the way. Uh, they get the three points here. Interestingly, this was Can this was Canada Day being celebrated. The two Canadian sides hosting matches yesterday for Canada Day. Today, um, today we have a plethora of matches in the league uh, celebrating, of course, Independence Day here in the United States. So happy Fourth of July to all of the audience across the United States, and happy Canada Day to my friends up there in the Great White North. My friends up there north of the 49th parallel in that beautiful country known as Canada, the Dominion of Canada, to be exact. Out on the west coast of Canada, Vancouver Whitecaps host, said LAFC, the ones I just said have to be the odds-on favorite to win both the Supporters' Shield and the MLS Cup. They took a setback last night in British Columbia at BC Place. Vancouver Whitecaps with an upset victory at home, 1-0 over LAFC. Meryl, how do you feel about Vancouver Whitecaps? Uh, uh, really, were you excited they won? Yes. So, his team is called the Whitecaps. His U6 team this season were the Whitecaps. So, he takes a little extra interest in the Vancouver Whitecaps. Not sure if you could hear him or not. But uh, he, he is excited that they won against LAFC. Um, so the goal in this one came from, let's see here. Uh, 
All right, let's go through the lineups first before we get to the goal. We'll we'll start with the LAFC on the road. In goal, they've got Maxine Crepo, the Canadian, and Steve Chirongolo sends out a 3-5-2. He's got Jesus Morillo as the right center back. He's got Sebastian Ibiaga, uh, the Nigerian, as the deep-lying center back. And he's got Mamadou Fall as the left center back across the middle. Kellen Acosta is playing in the holding midfield role right there, anchoring the midfield. He's got Latif Blessing to one side and further to the right. He's got Franco Escobar. He has Francisco uh, Hinella to his left. And way out left, he's got Ryan Hollingshead. And as you know, the way wide players are basically wingbacks. They they do the entire flank. They go up, they come back. Um, those were the two guys there. And then the two attackers, you've got Christian Arango, the Colombian, pair, paired up with Danny Musovsky. And that is the that is the LAFC now. It's going to look a little bit different, obviously. As the season goes on, you're going to see different names find their way into that LAFC team. But depth is important in this league. There's a lot of matches. There's matches through international breaks. So you got to have depth. You can't just rely on stars. Um, this is a good opportunity for LAFC's, let's say, second-tier players to find a little bit more footing in the team. Uh, Vancouver starts with uh, – they start with Cody Cropper, former New England Revolution player in goal and they're playing a 3-4-1-2 for their manager Avani Sartini is three across the back the right center back is Javon Brown the deep line center back is Ranko Veselanovic and the left back is Tristan Blackman all right his four across the midfield starts with the double pivot and you have Andreas Cubas the Paraguayan paired up with Russell Taber, the Canadian, and out on the right you have Mark Marcus Godinho, the another Canadian, and you have Ryan Raposo. I see a few Portuguese Canadians there in that team, so obviously I have a little bit of bias towards them. But yep, there's a couple of them there in that in that midfield for Canada, and playing in front of them in the number 10 position is the uber talented hugely talented i've i've seen this guy play for years now uh he came up in portugal through sporting cp's uh youth academy so the famed academy that of course uh gave us cristiano ronaldo luis figo simon sabrosa ricardo quaresma uh you know João Moutinho, all of these names that most people know uh this is ryan gold he's a scotland He's a Scottish player, uh, DP here for for the Vancouver Whitecaps. He plays in the number 10 role, and he's playing behind the attackers, Brian White, and, of course, Canada international, Lucas Daniel Cavallini, former Cruz Azul uh, striker. And it would, be the, it would be one of the midfielders, and it would come in the 60th minute. It was Andreas Cubas with the goal. 89th minute, excuse me. It was right against the death. We wa it, Meryl, we watched these highlights last night, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, we watched these highlights last night. Um, a good crowd, good-sized crowd there on the holiday in Vancouver. BC Place was rocking, and they were psyched to take the three points, especially against the league's top team at the moment. Kubas getting the winner minute a minute from the 90th minute. 
or a minute from the you know from uh from 90 and just before stoppage time and it is three points to the white caps let's look at the table then as it stands going in to today and then i'll run down today's matches a little bit this is going to be a very short episode but uh this is just the kickoff to the stadium tour 2022 i i am so psyched that in a couple of hours i'm going to be at yankee stadium and i've never been to yankee stadium uh so this is going to be really exciting this guy's excited you can see that i'm really excited too <laughs> he's really excited too let's look at the table we'll start in the eastern conference and right now montreal i'm gonna call them the impact i always will call them the impact they're top of the table with 29 points from 17 matches also on 29 points Winners just a few nights ago. Um, I'll talk about this game, I guess, in just a few moments. Uh, New York Red Bulls, they've got 29 points as well, as does Philadelphia Union. Uh, that will be the next stop on the tour, will be Philadelphia um, later at the end of the month. They're also on 29 points. And then just one point back, but with two matches in hand, is the, the squad we're going to watch today. New York City FC, the defending champions, they've got 28 points. Orlando City has 25. They're in fifth. FC Cincinnati have 24 and seventh and, and sixth. Excuse me. New England Revolution. They are seventh with 24 points. They played earlier this week as well, drawing nil-nil against the Vancouver Whitecaps in BC. Inter Miami find themselves in eighth right now with 21 points. Um, just below them, also on 21 points, Columbus Crew. Charlotte FC, 20 points. Atlanta United, today's other team. They just got Joseph Martinez back. Uh, they had a tough defeat earlier this week at Red Bull Arena. It uh, looks like they came up to New York to stay here for a couple of days because they played <laughs> NYRB. They played New York Red Bulls down in Harrison on Thursday, and they're playing this afternoon in the Bronx against NYCFC. So Atlanta United has 19 points. Toronto FC has 18. Chicago Fire has 17. And running down in the bottom of the table, the league's first dynasty, the league's first powerhouse. Sad to see what continues to happen there. It is D.C. United on 14 points. In the West, still LAFC, top of the table, 36 points. And you have Austin FC, five back from them with 31 Real Salt Lake have 29. Seattle Sounders all the way up to fourth now on 26. Also on 26 is FC Dallas and Nashville SC. Seventh place belongs to the LA Galaxy on 24. Uh, Vancouver Whitecaps right there as well with 24. Portland Timbers ninth with 22. Houston Dynamo, 21 points. Minnesota United, 21 points. Colorado Rapids, 19 points. Sporting Kansas City, 16 points. Really, really unfamiliar place to see Sporting Kansas City. One of the model franchises in this league. Um, I do expect they're going to turn things around. They're going to make a push for the playoffs later in the season. Uh, they have one of the best home field atmospheres, and I expect them to turn things around before this season is done. And in 14th, bottom of the table right now, San Jose Earthquakes. All right, the Supporters Shield right now. It is is Los Angeles FC, LAFC, with 36 points, five better than Austin FC. Let's take a look at the leaders then real quickly before uh, we move on. The top goal scorer in Major League Soccer, as it stands right now, is Jesus Ferreira of FC Dallas, the U.S. national team uh, striker, has 10 goals. Jeremy Eboisi of San Jose is right behind him with nine points. Sebastian Druisi 
or Driussi, excuse me, of, of uh, Austin has nine as well. And then eight goals for a number of players. I'll just read them off. Brandon Vasquez of Cincinnati. Hani Mukhtar of the Nashville. Jesus Jimenez of Toronto. Paul Ariola of FC Dallas. Lewis Morgan of New York Red Bulls. And Valentin Castellanos of New York City FC. Adam Busca rounds out the top ten with seven goals. Let's talk just for a few moments then about the games earlier in the week. Let's go back to Thursday. Two matches Thursday night. Charlotte FC hosted Austin FC, and it was the Texan side impressing this season, impressing in their second season, their sophomore season. Uh, Austin FC come up with a big three points on the road in Charlotte, and it was it was. Uh, let's see, Lick, Nick Lima was given the man of the match in that one on FOTMOB. The goal, however, came from Daniel Pereira of flying an assist from Nick Lima for Austin FC. They take three points, and that's why you see them second place in the West, second place in the Supporters' Shield run. And the match I just talked about a moment ago, which this guy and I watched the highlights last night as well, it was New York Red Bulls hosting Atlanta United. Atlanta got out to the lead in the 75th minute, probably thought they had won it. The substitute, the return of the man, the big, big name on this Atlanta side, Josef Martinez, the Venezuelan, returns to action, and he gets one. He gets on the score sheet. Atlanta probably thought they had won it in the 75th, but in the 83rd, we saw a penalty called against Atlanta United. Um and it was, as I look here, it, it, it was the Red Bulls going in. It was, I'm forgetting the name now of the player. Just give me one moment, guys. <laughs> it was it was a goal scored from the penalty spot. Um, a great bit of play that won the penalty kick. Morgan stepped up for the Red Bulls. He converted, won the, uh, converted the penalty. Drew everything level, seven minutes from time, in front of an unfortunately small crowd at Red Bull Arena, something that's become far too familiar for Red Bulls fans or for Red Bulls players, the small crowds at Red Bull Arena. But in just on the edge of stoppage time, it was the youngster. It was Serge Nagoma of the United States, the seven, the the 16-year-old, excuse me, soon to be 17-year-old Serge Nagoma gets his, I believe, his first Major League Soccer goal of his career, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he gets it late, and he wins the three points for the New York Red Bulls, keeping them near that top of the Eastern Conference. Very, very important. That's going to be a very interesting to race to watch across the final, uh, what do we got, two months, two and a half months left in the season. We've got July, August, September, and I think when we get to October, it's a week or two into October, we have the the end of the regular season and we go into the playoffs. So it is, yes, it's Serge Nagoma's first senior goal for the New York Red Bulls. Uh, he is, of course, a homegrown player. And the Red Bulls take three points. And I think that is probably going to do it for this shorter edition of Parking the Bus. Um, 
follow the social media. You see my handle there on the screen if you're watching. Um, I am at Mike Augustinho. That's at M-I-K-E-A-G-O-S-T-I-N-H-O. Follow the show on Twitter at PTB underscore media. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button down there and hit the little bell so you know when it, when I'm on. Uh, thank you to everyone who has subscribed, who has answered the call to subscribe. We have now we have eclipsed 1,000 subscribers, Romero. We have eclipsed 1,000 subscribers on YouTube for the Park in the Bus. Isn't that amazing? For the PTB, yeah. for the PTB Media Network, okay? I got more content coming your way uh, still to come this week, okay? Uh, we'll recap this Major League Soccer weekend. Plus, Liga Mekis kicked off this weekend as well. Uh, we watched it last night in here, and this when we got here, we watched uh, a bit of Chivas versus uh, versus. They used to call him against uh, Juarez. Thank you <laughs> against Juarez. Uh, that was a nil-nil snoozer, but there were some other matches last night. A lot of matches tonight. Um, we'll recap everything. Here are today's Major League Soccer fixtures. I'll read them off quickly. New York City FC, as you know, Atlanta United. We're going to be there. So excited. <laughs> also, Columbus Crew taking on Philadelphia Union. New England Revolution hosting FC Cincinnati. Minnesota United hosting Real Salt Lake. Sporting Kansas City hosting New York Red Bulls. Houston Dynamo hosting Charlotte FC. Nashville SC hosting Portland Timbers. San Jose Earthquakes hosting Chicago Fire. And then tomorrow on the 4th of July, uh, you've got Orlando City hosting DC United. Colorado Rapids hosting Austin FC, FC Dallas hosting Inter Miami, and LA Galaxy hosting CF Montreal, the leaders of the Eastern Conference. Again, I'm not, I don't like to call them that. I like to call them the Montreal Impact. Le Impact. Um, they play the Galaxy later tonight. All right. Also, coming this week, we kick off the UEFA Women's Championship. The Women's Euro kicks off on Wednesday. So I will be and more frequently with updates from that as it plays out. Plus, Copa Libertadores, round of 16 played earlier this week. I'll recap that at some point this weekend as well, probably Monday night. And we've also got to recap the Brazilian league. we got to catch you back up to speed on the Brasileiro. That's where we stand right now for the next couple of weeks until European football kicks off again, uh, European club football at the beginning of August. Uh, the Champions League is underway. You can go to... You can go to the Champions League Wikipedia page if you want to see the teams playing in the first uh, preliminary rounds. They have already kicked off uh, in some of the smaller members of UEFA. Their champions are playing in the early rounds to try to fulfill that dream to get to the group stage. All right, that's going to do it for this guy, for Romero. And for me, this is everyone. I think this is everyone beating him for the first time. Uh, so this is my little guy, Romero, right here. And uh, we're going to sign off. I'm the Mr. Mike Augustinian. Don't forget to follow the social media. And, uh, yeah, hit me up with any feedback. You can DM me on Instagram or on Twitter at PTV underscore media. Or, as you see it right there, at M-I-K-E-A-G-O-S-D-I-N-H-O. I'll see you next time very soon here on Parking the Bus podcast. Have a great day. Enjoy it. Happy birthday, America. I love you. He loves you. Um, and enjoy your cookouts. Enjoy your fireworks. Everyone, be safe with those fireworks, all right? And we'll be back very, very soon with more content here on the BTV Media Network.